Hey everybody, welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Nerdy Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Tom. Today we're doing a special episode, uh, not in our current series on 1994 movies. Instead, I've got two special guests today. They're the stars and, I guess you say, main collaborators on a great independent horror film filmed in my neck of the woods. That's right, it's called The Hike. Ladies and gentlemen, I have Vinny Vineyard and Candy Thompson. Hello. Hello. Woo. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thanks for having us. So uh, I got a chance to watch a kind of preview copy uh, Vinny sent me a while back. And I got to say, it's so much fun. And I kept cracking it because I know several people like, you know, uh, Josh Wynn <laughs> said, my, as I was telling Vinny a while back, uh, my wife was roommates with his sister-in-law for a long time. So I've known him for about 20 years. Nice. <laughs> Wait a minute, so, my, I, who, my sister-in-law, which one? My, <laughs> who? My wife is the roommate of, of Josh's sister-in-law. Josh? Yeah. Josh Cooper? I don't know, Josh. Winstead. Oh, 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 okay. Oh! You're Beautiful. talking about the, the, the um, Summoner Circle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, the, yeah. cool, yeah. Blind. Yeah. They're great people. I yes, love they them. are. Hey, don't ruin the gimmick. They're supposed to be like uh, Satan worshippers and yeah. stuff. Oh, no. They're creatures <laughs> from an unknown realm of darkness. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. Yes, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Uh, he, uh, my wife used to be roommates, and uh, she went to high school with uh, his brother and him. So it's like, I'm, uh, and they used to work together for a while back, too. So I've, I've seen him over, he's been in and out. For it. we've seen seen them for a long time, so it's it's funny uh, watch seeing him pop up in this too. And I uh, say the you know having their music in it too was awesome. So yes, it was awesome. It's a great part of the movie. I think it's one of my favorites. <laughs> so uh, well, what if you guys like? I'd love you guys to give a little quick uh, synopsis of what the hike is about. Well, it it's based on a lot of true stories, which makes it fun, and it kind of is the watershed moment for this idea that Luke and I had Luke is the director and kind of the other big part of big and funky of, of creating six, uh, smoky mountain fables. Um, cause almost every one of these stories has something that's anthropomorphic and there's, it's kind of like a moral of the story kind of thing in, in each of our stories. So, uh, these are horror comedies and, and the, the hike is one that is, uh, is based on some true stories about my brother who started hiking and he actually, this won't be a big spoiler or anything. Cause me and me and candy or Robin, she, uh, we found this pretty early in the movie, but his first time hiking on the Appalachian trail, he found a bunch of Polaroids with his dork, uh, hiking partner. They're both a bunch of BMX bikers and they didn't know what they were doing. And they found these Polaroids of naked bound people on the trail. And at first they're like, they're like this is funny and then after a while it was like this is starting to get freaking creepy and when they get to the top of the mountain they're out in the middle of nowhere they run into a few uh just giant bigger than they are my brother's a pretty small guy uh just rednecks who are talking in euphemisms and you know saying all sorts of weird movie-like things and, and him and his his friend were just like we gotta get the hell out of here so they took off but the, it what's weird about this movie is as fantastic as it is and with the paranormal element and everything else is that uh most of this stuff 
uh, well, a lot of this stuff happened in real life. It just is a, is a kind of an amalgamation of a lot of different, uh, a lot of different stories into one. Yeah. You nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh yeah. And you know, when I was watching, I kept thinking these great speeches everybody's given, you know, these are stories, you know, that if they didn't happen, somebody told the story and told the story something of it happened and that's why i was enjoying like you know your story about uh, the bestiality guy <laughs> that's a hundred percent true and that's- oh, i know i've heard that legend yeah I, I'm, a, I'm a big wrestling mark so the, the legend of him is uh goes all around the place i was half yeah. expecting jim Cornette to show up as his manager wow really because i haven't heard like i've been telling that story for like five years i haven't heard anything about that guy for like 12 years i mean i'm the only i felt like i was the only one that was kind of keeping that story of that guy alive and that's oh i heard it from wall i heard it from wally biles a long time ago oh so. he he got it from me so yeah all right so yeah that was because it happened in mississippi i think i memory. wonder like how that guy feels about that has has he like tried to contact you no <laughs> no i I wonder. I mean, I kind of wonder. It's funny. I was probably thinking about this yesterday or today or the day before. It's like if when this hits uh, all the streaming services, it's about to hit. I wonder, you know, if I'll get a phone call or a message going, hey, hey, hole. (laughs) (laughs) That's not funny. But uh, it's coming. It is funny, but it is he's wrong. It is very funny. <laughs> or I'd be like, I just like, don't. I'm not going to own up to it. I'm not going to own up to it. The beauty part is, if he, yeah, does he want to actually identify himself as that guy? <laughs> I, who knows? It depends. Like if this becomes a, a hit, then probably, and then he'll probably come around with his hand out, going, "I need X amount of money," and I'll be like, "Go <laughs> jump it, off it a bridge." Hurt at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just say I just made it up. It was just a coincidence. I don't remember you, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's. And what's funny about that? That's up for. There's one of these little festivals we're in. That's up for the best comedy scene at this thing called the MLC Scene Awards, uh, the Bestiality Wrestler Story. So I hope that wins. That's a, that's that's actually going to be next weekend out of Green Bay. It it has to win. <laughs> it's great. And Candy's up for an award up there too, best uh, scene stealing actress for her uh, her two or three minutes there in the cave with the. But I'm no Kristen Stewart though. <laughs> Where did I that come? Com- I got compared to, um, or somebody was like saying on Facebook, one of my haters was like, was like she'll never be a Kristen Stewart, and I'm like, oh, why would I want to be Kristen Stewart? Kristen She's Stewart. like one of the least like versatile actresses I've ever seen. <laughs> and aside I, from that, like I think that none of us like went into this being like we're great actors. We were just trying to make a movie and put everything we could into it. So, or that's the way I yeah, see it. I guess I mean, we, you know, this is just nothing more than you know, Luke and I were like he'd been he'd been wanting to make a horror movie for a long time and and i kind of was pushing to keep doing wrestling with ghosts and our comedy stuff and uh and eventually which we should still do but oh yeah yeah we, <laughs> oh we, yeah it's also about uh for my listeners wrestling with ghosts right uh so yeah um we have a little paranormal show the the four of us it'd be travis big luke and candy and myself and 
and COVID kind of shut that down. And we knew that the movie industry was just not moving. And that's when Luke and I were like, let's, let's get it going. And, and so the thing that I'm most proud about of the hike is that we didn't know what we were doing and we had no idea how crappy it was. And when we were making the movie, we didn't know if it was going to be 30 minutes long. It ended up, we had about two and a half hours with a film. We had to cut about an hour out of the movie. Um, and a lot too. Like there was, you you might find this interesting, Tom. Like in the movie, uh, Candy's character Robin and mine were supposed to have this like relationship trouble, and we shot a bunch of scenes about us kind of going through problems. And Vinny was jealous of Robin because Robin was texting her ex and all that. But when we were watching like the dailies and stuff, I, by the time we kind of got into the meat of the movie, it, it was like. <laughs> Candy and mine's character look like a real kind of just healthy couple. And we were like, we don't need this storyline. It's just too much. Cause yeah. And it, they look like a couple of people in their thirties. <clears throat> um, <laughs> at least, you know, she's in her thirties. I was trying to pretend to be in my thirties, <laughs> but it looked like, a, you know, happy. Hey, couple. the Atari shirt helps. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. That's, that's the other thing too. Uh, everything we did, we tried to put a lot of thought into like the Atari shirt was supposed to signify that this guy, Vinny was not an outdoorsy guy. Like when he was a kid, he'd played video games or shot pool or did something like that instead of running around the woods and just little clues like that. Vans, uh, which is, which is, you know, a sig- the Vinny characters, part my brother and part me and part something else, I guess. But the Vans was a, was a tribute to my brother being a, uh, like a thrasher BMX trick bike guy or whatever they call themselves. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things I, I like this, it felt, you know, I felt like you were kind of naturally shooting everything, you know, just in, you know, not on the fly, but everything, the dialogue felt very natural. So, uh, you know, yeah, you can sometimes <laughs> see it in like, especially in low budget films, sometimes they're just, it's like they're almost reading the cue cards. Yeah. And you guys were, the way you guys were telling stories, it just felt like you were actually, you know, feeling that, you know. I think that was like one of the things too, that was really cool about it because like, we really didn't like stay on any script. We were just like, this is what we're going to talk about. And this is what we're going to do. And we just kind of like worked our way around it. Well, the um, Travis, who's the guy with the bow and arrow in the movie was supposed to be Candy's, uh, boyfriend in the movie and that was supposed to be the couple was Travis and Candy and Travis there was a couple dates he couldn't make and we were just kind of like screw it we, we're just gonna have to go and and then Luke decided to put me in that spot and uh it, one reason is just I'm really good at improv uh, I'm not a good actor in fact every one of these six movies I think I'm playing myself in four of these movies um, I just I don't have any brains at all. Hey, I'm you just... know what? Th- that kind of that gimmick can work though, because if it's just the uh, the uh, mult the mini deaths of any, <laughs> yeah, there there is. I'm Funk Master V or Vinny Vineyard. That's it. I don't have anything else. So that's basically me. Uh, except I probably wouldn't be that stupid in some ways. Like I wouldn't bring brass knuckles into the woods. But <laughs> uh, maybe why not? Po- I don't know. Just punch a bear. I don't know what that would do. But, um, you know, so, I mean, we wanted to get through that quick. We had no idea how long shooting a movie would be. And it was like, if Vinny can go out there and uh, do everything, pull out everything out of his butt. And I got to give 
Candy a lot of credit is because she's not an improv actress. She's more of a, you know, she's, she's done acting and she remember, she memorizes scripts and, and she basically had to, I was kind of like a bunking Bronco and she kind of had to just stay with me. And I think she did excellent. I mean, we just showed this, we went up to Chicago two weekends ago and a uh, room full of people who didn't know who we were and they just all fell in love with candy. I mean, they were just like, it was almost like a cartoon. People's eyeballs were coming out of their head. The <laughs> tongues were falling all over the floor and people going, Oh, my, I love her. And, and she, she just, uh, she just popped on screen and, and she did a, she did a great job. She stole the show really. Excellent. Excellent. You know, you know, the, as you build word of mouth in different cities, it'll you know, get the attention of the film going. Uh, so what's the uh, current release strategy you guys going for this? Well, we were talking to a guy who was this born again, Christian kind of, it's one of those guys that, I don't know when somebody, if you're ever buying a car and the guy goes, call me preacher, just don't buy the car. Yeah. I mean, these well, these guys, can... the guys that lead with the religious stuff are, are typically snakes. And so we were listening to this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off there. What were you saying? No, I'm just saying they have agendas. I mean, yeah. I, I grew up, my dad sold used cars, and, you know, there's two types of you know, sales, you know, car salesmen. Ones who are just in the money, and ones that are uh, trying for something else involving you. And right. really, yeah, yeah the as shady as the ones that are interested in money, you're actually going to get your car from them. So. And I don't want to put down anybody who believes in religion. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying to people that use the religion as a as a tool, like to work somebody. So anyway, yeah. this guy was uh, was I I don't know. He we wasted some time with him, believing what he because we got a referral, and then um, and then when the hike got released, and a couple of people watched it, and a couple you know the critics were kind of like, "This is really good." Like we kept getting these messages from people who were watching it, going. I really was going to be nice to you, but I can't believe how good this movie is. Um, Cause we just kind of thought that's eh, going to be, you know, a nice acute try. Like, you know, when your kids draw something and you put it on the fridge or whatever, and it's like, Oh yeah, it's beautiful. A uh, Santa Claus. Oh, that's a reindeer. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. You know, I, <laughs> and, but the critics were like, you know, this is and, and people that we knew then media were like, this is really pretty good. And the word kind of got out that it was, pretty good and uh we got directed to a guy out of new hampshire who's our sales agent now and i can't say anything but everything looks great and if you can imagine the biggest uh or second biggest um streaming service of all time is probably going to pick this up within the next week is well is... that is fantastic and i'm guessing yeah. that's for that streaming uh service may have a uh, number reference in its uh last name Yes. Uh, yeah. If you're, oh, that's that's good, there. A little mathematical joke. <laughs> yes. So, but but the cool thing, and this is what we tried to do, and this is Candy came. You know, we all came up with this. Candy has been a big help with a lot of this too. And and but you know, it, it's about building a library, and that's why we're going to try our damnedest if we can to release three movies this year. One being the hike, and the one that we're working on now, and the one that we're going to be working on the late summer. Uh, is just kind of build a foundation so when we get more money, we can kind of make uh, more, uh, you know, something that looks a little bit more uh, higher budget and, and maybe we can hire uh, more name actors and things like that. And then also keep the spots for our friends who have done a lot of this stuff for free or for very low wages. 
yeah. you know, keep them around too. But uh, basically build a library and, and have something that moving forward that uh, instead of just selling one movie, it's like, hey, these guys have six and they made all these, they made six movies for less than $50,000. You know, that, that gets a lot of uh, attention. Also, the laurels that you get from these film fests gets a lot of attention too. And, and, and that started you know, a couple of weeks ago, we started getting accepted in these film festivals and then nominated for awards. Uh, and we're excited about all that stuff too. And, you know, as you have those, you know, it, it's word of mouth and word of mouth gets attention and, you know, attention is a good time, especially nowadays streaming is almost the, only, the number one option. Although I suspect, you know, theaters are going to slowly make a comeback, but as you build, a fan base and if you as the you know the desire to get these films screened in major you know, uh, theaters that's going to be you know a, a pretty progressive you know, direction for you guys so i mean for all you know you'll be having movie premieres in a couple of years i'm ready <laughs> well we had we had a little we had a little thing i i think theaters are going to die i think that's going to be a, a sad uh, fallout of coronavirus it's going to be hard to bring people out of the home uh which sucks <laughs> that's like that's like my wife theaters. say what that i hope not i love theaters it's well, like my... it's to see like i don't know it's good it's great to pay 20 dollars for popcorn okay <laughs> <laughs> what's my wife's yeah. favorite thing to do i mean it's so it, it will be a it will be a sad thing if we can't pay 20 dollars for popcorn but uh I think streaming service is going to kill it, man. And it is. I think so. Well, I mean, I can tell you from my experience, I, I managed a video store at one point uh, you know, in, uh, for Food City for a while. And, you know, the video store was the first to get kind of killed out because people mm. just, even when they're renting movies for a dollar, you know, which is cheaper than even going to the discount movie theaters, you know, they don't right. want to do that. You know, that kind of shows where people are. Like, you know, they'd rather pay eight ninety nine for the streaming. That kind of shows where the industry is. Uh, so unless it's the big budget film with the major sound effects that sounds best if you go and see in the theater in 3D. Yeah, I mean, but I, I from what I can tell, there's still this kind of, especially when it comes to horror, people love going in crowds. Yes. Right. Because there's that fun reaction. You know, that, and your film definitely has that. I mean, it's it's something, you know, I want to show, I want to have a bunch of people over just to watch it because it's, it has this kind of fun experience as you watch it that, you know, you got to have a, uh, someone else next to you to correct you to get the joke or to see, Oh, you know, just the, the reactions when just random stuff happens. And one of the things I really appreciate is stuff happens that you really can't anticipate because, you know, you take advantage of just, you don't have to follow one specific rule. You right. mean with our movie? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's another thing. A lot of people have, commented on is is that people kept another nice little gift is when people comment after they watch it and they say dude i i was like okay we're going this way and then it's a left tone and then it's like okay this is about to happen and it's another left tone and they're just like i just never knew what was going to happen in that movie yeah and every character kind of gets very specific moments too and you know i just love well you know the speech about elvis i mean that's <laughs> or it's just <laughs> I mean, that's such a random thing, but it's also kind of a personal thing. Like, oh, you know, I was a cop, you know, do you know about this guy? And it's like, it's just a nice little character moment for him because you're like, okay, this guy's not some like crazy creep. He's kind of in a similar situation you are. Right. That, that's exactly yeah. right. 
And that's, that's right. That's, and the thing, even that story is 100% true, by the way, the Lou Voodoo, Charlie Hodge story. But Yeah, um, I've, heard, I've, I've heard that that story before, too. Good grief. <laughs> you know, you're on the inside of the Big and Funky train. That's I, I dig it. <laughs> uh, so that must have been fun since you've heard these stories before, which yes. uh, you, you must have enjoyed uh, seeing some of that stuff. So um, the uh, the other thing, too, you know, I just I don't want to give too much away. But in the fight at the end, you know, you want I kind of wanted, you know, this particular person is, is almost seven feet tall and I got to fight kind of planted the seeds that I was in the judo, which is known as a little guy sport because I'm only 5'10", and this guy is seven feet tall. He's a cop. And we kind of – it's almost like a pro wrestling match where you want to build up like, ooh, little guy versus big guy, David versus Goliath, yeah. um, and, and then explain how a guy who's 5'10 can fight a guy who's seven feet tall for several minutes and not get killed right away. Um, and so I, all that stuff, I, I think we did – you know, and I want to toot my own horn. I don't want to be an ass and be like, hey, we're great because, you know, it's not the best. It's not Citizen Kane. But for what it is, there's a lot of layers to it and I, that I'm proud that, that you know, I, and so I don't sound egotistical. I mean, everything I ever create, whether it's albums or wrestling matches or TV shows, most of the time when I go back and watch it, I'm like, I just hate this. But the <laughs> end, but the end of the hike, especially what happens with with Candy's character and in the last half hour or 15, 20 minutes of that movie, I still catch myself tensed up with my thumb in my mouth, almost kind of just nervously bouncing, watching what's going on the screen. And I'm like, oh, I, I wrote this and am in this. And I'm still like, what's going to happen? You know, I, I, um, so I, I enjoy that it still makes me feel like that. Yeah. And one thing I, I kept thinking as you guys were taking some of those shots, I mean, like, yeah, I know you've got a wrestling background, so you know how to take some of the shots. But still, on that kind of surface, that ain't fun. <laughs> well, we we're poor people, man. We're we're going to win. I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, we're trying to we're trying to get, turn some heads with that stuff. So yeah, I was yeah. like, body slamming as hard as you can on the ground, and you're getting drugged in your underwear. Ow. Yeah, that, yeah, that sucked. That was probably yeah, because I was with, with poison ivy like all over your legs. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, can't imagine the agony. <laughs> yeah, and that's sort of one of the things I kept saying. You guys are really putting some some risk into it, which I think makes it more ground grounds it down too. Because you know, well, I mean, I would expect a guy like you, whose you know, character is kind of a bit of a dork, he's probably watched a lot of wrestling. <laughs> so he's like, I'll try this arm bar. I've seen them do it before. <laughs> I'll, you know, he, you're doing moves that you've seen, not just because you know judo, but you're you're using what you've seen on television, and it it felt like that's what you're trying and. It's like, well, this works for, you know, um, The Rock. Maybe I can try it. <laughs> well, right. Well, those the stuff that I was doing was actually judo moves, you know, like the arm bar, uh, the first well, I move know, I did. I know, but you know, at yeah. the same time, it felt like you're like you're you're aping your favorite wrestler. But that but that would also work for a character like you. Right on. Yes. Well, Candy um, is not just a pretty face. She she's very smart and has helped us. And she said at one point, she said, we need to have a, a point in the movie where we hide from Travis and Luke in the plain sight. And so Luke came up with the idea to shoot this thing at the outside of the tunnel of nowhere, which looks like the stair steps scene. It almost looks like Donkey Kong or something where we're all on these different platforms of Earth. It's a really interesting shot. Yep. And that's it. It's that scene that we <clears throat> kind of hide. That's from where I knew. Hide. <laughs> Say what? 
I said, that's where I nearly died. Yes. Yeah, so I was going to tell him. He was like, you guys are hurt. That scene right there, it was cute. Yay. It's a good scene. But Luke broke his toe during Ouch. that scene. And Travis cut himself with his own axe on his yes. arm. I scraped my legs half apart over brush. And then I almost killed Candy with a rock. The, the time that I was <laughs> that I threw the rock, speaking of the rock, uh, she was filming, actually. And uh, it bounced off a tree funky and, and hit her. Uh, well, it almost hit her. It was about it was about 12 inches away from just cracking her head. And it, where we were in the woods, that would have been a, a disaster. <laughs> I would have had to raise yeah. the kids or something. I'm not even sure what it, it would have been awful. Your face, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I just about killed a human being who I, I care for tremendously. And I don't even know. I'm going to have to go back to your husband and go, guess what? <laughs> yeah uh please don't, please. Like, please don't turn me into the cops yeah. <laughs> you won't believe but, what uh, candy no, did. And, but i love the editing too i really think like especially some of the ghost stuff i thought wow that's almost like that's very good editing i, I think you know you, were you guys using digital cameras for almost all of it oh yeah it was 4k we shot in 4k and again we learned a lot through the process but yeah i mean i spent uh, the better part of four months of my life editing that because we made mistakes and we had to fix it in post and that's not easy. And, and her husband, Candy's husband, Justin helped with the color grading and some of the editing too. But yeah, that was four months of my life pretty much is trying to make that thing look like a damn Hollywood movie the best I could. Okay. Awesome. Well, I think we got enough for, Oh, are you there? Did we lose him? I don't know. I'm here. <laughs> well, how you doing? You feeling okay? I'm, do I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah, I just had seafood. I'm good. Did you go to the restaurant <laughs> next door? No, I yeah, I went and got it. I brought it home, but I didn't I didn't go to the rest restaurant. What'd you get? I got lots of seafood. <laughs> hey, uh, sorry, we I lost you guys for a second. Can you guys repeat that? Sorry. Oh, uh, we we're just we we're just talking about what she had for dinner. She's pregnant, so I was just making sure she's eating right. Okay, so uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, so as you were saying, it's hitting different film festivals and uh, possibly be hitting a major streamer very soon. Uh, uh, and uh, what else? Uh, any last things you want to uh, tell our audience about the movie? You go first, Candy. I talk most of the time here. Oh man. Um... Just watch it and keep an open mind. And this is our little project, and it's better than your movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's snarky. That's like Luke snarky there. Luke is a little snarky something. I would just say it's a you know it's it's when you watch it, it's horror, it's comedy, it's action, it's a thriller, it's based on true events. I think it's one hundred percent entertaining. Like every time I watch it, I'm like very entertained and it seems like it goes by so fast because it I'm does. Yeah. i does i know i know it's us so it's like oh my god it's us but i you know that's the consensus and and i'm just sure. if that's the worst movie out of the six we make we're going to be we're going to be all right and i i just think it's i think it's a lot of fun and and i hope people dig it and and you know there's a lot of education i mean and, and one thing too is i didn't even say is that it's based on a cherokee legend that I think we ran into it with wrestling with ghosts. So, I mean, yes. 
a lot of the stuff about the paranormal was informed by real life events that happened to us nearby where we shot it. Yep, definitely. Especially. Oh, I I forgot to mention, where did you guys shoot most of this? (laughs) Bryson Uh, City uh, and what is that, Gatlinburg? Yeah, Pittman Center. um, Yep, Pittman Center. And then she's right, uh, Bryson City which is where a lot of these true stories that saw this thing called Spearfinger, this legend uh, near the Nolan Creek trail. Um, that's where they say she kind of runs around and we shot a lot of it there. And you remember some... when we went like ghost hunting there and the rock almost hit my head. Yeah. Like, well, almost it... like there was just a random rock that just flew like by our heads and then it was just funny, like kind of ironic, because like when we went to Bryson City and he almost killed me with the rock and like spear finger oh. like throws the rocks. <laughs> so, well, maybe that wasn't me. Maybe that was spear finger as me throwing the rock at your head. She used the tree behind you to ricochet it. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. See, it's all it's all connected, man. It's crazy <laughs> mountain mystery stuff, man. Excellent. All right, uh, guys, thanks for coming on the podcast. And please, nope. folks, if you're listening, make sure when uh, keep an eye out for the hike. Uh, uh, trailer's on YouTube, right? Yes. Yeah, you, you can go to thehike2020.com, and you'll get all the stuff, trivia, synopsis, tons of trailers, uh, critic reviews. Uh, Music, soundtrack. Yeah. It, it has, like, we didn't mention that, has, yeah. like, honestly, really an awesome soundtrack. Like, probably one of the coolest indie film soundtracks ever. Just saying. Oh, most oh, definitely. I'm I was like... That because I'm on there. But... Well, yeah, Candy Candy's band Vox Day sings the opening track, but we have Spaceman Jones and the Motherships. It's kind of a funk hip-hop group. Awesome. And then Summoner's Circle, which is your friends, do a song. And then just yeah. a bunch. Uh, uh, Miles Engel, uh, October... Uh, yeah, just a bunch, oh, just a bunch of yeah. cool stuff. Yeah, Wally and I uh, went to elementary school together. So, well, there you go. So he's yeah, on so there yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, so I hope, uh, folks, if you're listening, please, you know, like I said, track out this film. It's yeah, it's gonna be available hopefully everywhere soon, and it's so much fun. It, you know, as I said, it's not what you're gonna expect. It's not one thing. It's several things, and when you get that kind of creativity, it makes the experience so much more exciting. So. Thank you all for coming on, and please, uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please hit us up on our Facebook group, Fans of the Good, Bad, and Nerdy Movie Podcast. Also on Twitter, uh, Good, Bad, Nerdy Movie Pod. Uh, any last words you have? Believe in the funk, baby. <laughs> all right. We'll end on that. Thank you all for listening. See ya. Hey, thanks, Tom. Thank you. I'll have this posted later tonight, so uh, I just got to do a couple quick edits, and uh, you know, like I said, uh Thanks for doing this. I, uh, you know, just.